Hare Krishna. Dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. We have a room full of guests tonight. The traveling sankirtan party from Wales, led by Gopal Roy Prabhu. We have Radharaman, we call him the Prince of Hive. <coughs> We treat him nicely because we're living in his apartment. <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not pay, charging us rent, so we have to be really nice to him, especially. But <laughs> Sebastian from London, Iskon Temple, and what's your name here? Cheyenne. 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 Yeah. Cheyenne from uh, just down the street in Folkestone, in, at the Atma Lounge, sent over by Priya Kuhn to make a connection. There we are. Okay, full house. Well, that'll be nice. You didn't hear anything yet? No? Testing. One, two. Srimad Bhagavata. Mihima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami written as the 107th obeisance of 108 obeisances Sanatana Goswami planned to offer to the Vrindavan pastimes of Krishna. The 107th obeisance is an obeisance to the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, and glorifies the Bhagavatam as nicely as I've heard anywhere. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu, <coughs> Kali Gandhvanduddhita Aditya, Sri Krishna Paribhartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadhasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin atini chochitakada hanamun chagadachin mam prem narit Gandayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, we've reached the fourth chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the process of creation. And we're starting with text 19. Shukadeva Goswami is continuing to speak to Parikshit Maharaj. 
He is the super soul and the supreme lord of all self-realized souls. He is the personification of the Vedas, religious scriptures and austerities. He is worshipped by Lord Brahma and Shiva and all those who are transcendental to all pretensions. Being so revered with awe and veneration, may that Supreme Absolute be pleased with me. Purport The Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, although the Lord of all followers of different paths of self-realization, is knowable only by those who are above all pretensions. Everyone is searching for eternal peace, for eternal life. And with an aim to this destination, everyone is either studying the Vedic scriptures or other religious scriptures or undergoing severe austerity as empiric philosophers, as mystic yogis, or as, un or as unalloyed devotees, and so on. But the Supreme Lord is perfectly realized only by the devotees, because they are above all pretensions. Those who are on the path of self-realization are generally classified as karmis, jnanis, yogis, or devotees of the Lord. The karmis, who are much attracted by the fruitive activities of the Vedic rituals, are called bhukti-kamis, or those who desire material enjoyment. The jnanis, who try to become one with the Supreme by mental speculation, are called mukti-kamis, or those who desire liberation from material existence. The mystic yogis, who practice different types of austerities for attainment of eight kinds of material perfection, and who ultimately meet the Supersoul, Paramatma, in trance, are called Siddhikamis, or those who desire the perfection of becoming finer than the finest, becoming heavier than the heaviest, getting everything desired, having control over everyone, creating everything liked, and so on. All these are abilities of a powerful yogi, but the devotees of the Lord do not want anything like that for self-satisfaction. They only want to serve the Lord because the Lord is great and as living entities they are eternally subordinate parts and parcels of the Lord. This perfect realization of the self by the devotee helps him be to become desireless, to, to desire nothing for his personal self and thus the devotees are called nishkami or without any desire. A living entity, by his constitutional position, cannot be devoid of all desires. The, the bhuktikamis, muktikamis, and siddhikamis all desire something for personal satisfaction. But the nishkami devotees of the Lord desire everything for the satisfaction of the Lord. They are completely dependent on the orders of the Lord and are always ready to discharge their duty for the satisfaction of the Lord. In the beginning, Arjuna placed himself as one of those who desire self-satisfaction, for he desired not to fight in the battle of Kurukshetra, but to make him desireless, the Lord preached the Bhagavad Gita, in which the ways of Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Hatha Yoga, and also Bhakti Yoga, were explained. Because Arjuna was without any pretension, he changed his decision and satisfied the Lord by agreeing to fight Krishya Vachanam Tava. And thus he became desireless. The examples of Brahma and Lord Shiva are specifically cited here. Because Brahmaji, Lord Shiva, Shimati Lakshmiji, and the four Kumaras, Sanaka, Sanatana, and so on, are leaders of the four desireless 
Vaishnava Sampradayas. They are all freed from all pretensions. Srila Jiva Goswami interprets the word Gata Vyalikai as Projita Kaitavai, or those who are freed from all pretensions, the unalloyed devotees only. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 19.149 it is said, Krishna Bhakta Nishkama Ataeva Shanta Bhukti Mukti Siddhikami Sakaliya Shanta Those who are after fruity results for their pious activities, those who desire salvation and, ident and identity with the Supreme, and those who desire material perfections of mystic power are all restless because they want something for themselves. But the devotee is completely peaceful because he has no demand for himself and is always ready to serve the desire of the Lord. The conclusion is, therefore, that the Lord is for everyone because no one can achieve the result of his respective desires without his sanction. But as stated by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita 7.22, all such results are awarded by Him only. For the Lord is Adishwara, the original controller of everyone, namely the Vedantists, the great Karma Kandiyas, the great religious leaders, the great performers of austerity, and all those and all who are striving for spiritual advancement. But ultimately, He is realized by the pretensionless devotees only. Therefore, special stress is given to the devotional service of the Lord by Śrīla Śrīkadev Goswami. Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Text 20 Śrīyakpatir Yagyapiti Prajāpatir Dhyampatir Lokapatir Dharāpatihi Patir Kitish Chandraka Vishnu Sattvatam Prasidatam Me Bhagavan Satam Pratihi May Lord Sri Krishna, who is the worshipable Lord of all devotees, the protector and glory of all the kings like Andaka and Vrishni of the Yadu dynasty, the husband of all goddesses of fortune, the director of all sacrifices, and therefore the leader of all living entities the controller of all intelligence, the proprietor of all planets, spiritual and material, and the supreme incarnation on the earth, the supreme all in all, be merciful upon me. Purport Since Shukadeva Goswami is one of the prominent Gatavyalikas, those who are freed from all misconceptions, he therefore expresses his own realized perception of Lord Sri Krishna as being the sum total of all perfection, the personality of Godhead. Everyone is seeking the favor of the goddess of fortune, but people do not know that Lord Sri Krishna is the beloved husband of the all goddesses of fortune. In the Brahma Sangita it is said that the Lord in his transcendental abode, Goloka Vrindavan, is accustomed to herding the Surabhi cows and is served there by hundreds, by hundreds of thousands of goddesses of fortune. All these goddesses of fortune are manifestations of his transcendental pleasure potency, Ladini Shakti, in his internal energy. And when the Lord manifested himself on this earth, he partially displayed the, act, the activities of his pleasure potency in his rasalila, just to attract the conditioned souls who are all after the phantasmagoria pleasure potency in degraded sex enjoyment. The pure devotees of the Lord, like Shukadeva Goswami, who was completely detached from the abominable sex life of the material world, discussed this act of the Lord's pleasure potency, certainly not in relation to sex, but to relish a transcendental taste 
inconceivable to the mundaners who are after sex life. Sex life in the mundane world is the root cause of being conditioned by the shackles of illusion. And certainly, Shukadeva Goswami was never interested in the sex life of the mundane world. Nor does the manifestation of the Lord's pleasure potency have any connection with such degraded things. Lord Chaitanya was a strict sannyasi, so much so that he did not allow any woman to come near him, not even to bow down and offer respects. He never even heard the prayers of the Devadasis offered in the temple of Jagannath, because a sannyasi is forbidden to hear songs sung by the fair sex. Yet even in the rigid position of a sannyasi, he recommended the mode of worship preferred by the gopis of Vrindavan as the topmost loving service possible to be rendered to the Lord. And Srimati Radharani is the principal head of all such goddesses of fortune, and therefore she is the pleasure counterpart of the Lord and is not different from Krishna. In the Vedic rituals, there are recommendations for performing different types of sacrifice in order to achieve the greatest benefit in life. The benedictions that result from performing great sacrifices are, after all, favors given by the goddess of fortune. And the Lord, being the husband or lover of the goddess of fortune, is factually the Lord of all sacrifices also. He is the final enjoyer of all kinds of yajna. Therefore, yajnapati is another name of Lord Vishnu. It is recommended in the Bhagavad Gita that everything be done for the yajnapati, yajnartat karmana, because otherwise one's acts will be the cause of conditioning by the laws of material nature. Those who are not freed from all misconceptions, yalikam, perform sacrifices to perceive, to please the minor demigods. But the devotees of the Lord know very well that Lord Sri Krishna is the supreme enjoyer of all performances of sacrifice. Therefore they perform the Sankirtan Yagya. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu which is especially recommended in this age of Kali. In Kali Yuga, performance of other types of sacrifice is not feasible due to insufficient arrangements of the inexpert priesthood. We have information from the Bhagavad Gita 3, 10 and 11 that Lord Brahma, after giving rebirth to the conditioned souls within the universe, instructed them to perform sacrifices and to lead a prosperous life. With such sacrificial performances, the conditioned souls will never be in difficulty in keeping body and soul together. Ultimately, they can purify their existence. They will find natural promotion into spiritual existence, the real identity of the living being. Under no circumstances should a conditioned soul ever give up the practice of sacrifice, charity, and austerity. The aim of all such sacrifices is to please the Yajnapati, the Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the Lord is also Prajapati. According to the Kata Upanishad, the One Lord is the leader and maintainer of the innumerable living entities. Eko bahunam yo vidadati kaman. The Lord is therefore called the supreme Buddha Brit or maintainer of all living beings. Living beings are proportionately endowed with intelligence in terms of their previous activities. All living beings are not equally endowed with the same quality of intelligence because behind such development of intelligence is the control of the Lord, as declared in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15. As Paramatma, 
the super soul. The Lord is living in everyone's heart, and from Him only does one's power of remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness follow. Matak smritir jnanam apohanam cha. One person can sharply remember past activities by the grace of the Lord, while others cannot. One person is highly intelligent by the grace of the Lord, and another is a fool by the same control. Therefore the Lord is Dhyampati, or the Lord of Intelligence. The conditioned souls strive to become lords of the material world. Everyone is trying to lord it over material, the material nature by applying his highest degree of intelligence. This misuse of intelligence by the conditioned soul is called madness. One's full intelligence should be applied to get free from the material clutches. But the conditioned soul, due to madness only, engages his full energy and intelligence in sense gratification. And to achieve this end of life, he willfully commits all sorts of misdeeds. The result is that instead of attaining an unconditional life of full freedom, the mad-conditioned soul is entangled again and again in different types of bondage in material bodies. Everything we see in the material manifestation is but the creation of the Lord. Therefore, He is the real proprietor of everything in the universes. The conditioned soul can enjoy a fragment of this material creation under the control of the Lord, but not self-sufficiently. That is the instruction in the Ishupanishad. One should be satisfied with things awarded by the Lord of the universe. It is, not, it is out of madness only that one tries to encroach upon another's share of material possessions. The Lord of the universe, out of His causeless mercy upon the conditioned souls, descends by His own energy, Atmamaya, to re-establish the eternal relation of the conditioned souls with Him. He instructs all to surrender unto Him instead of falsely claiming to be enjoyers for a certain limit under His control. When He so descends, He proves how much greater he is His ability to enjoy and He exhibits His power of enjoyment by, for instance, marrying 16,000 wives at once. The conditioned soul is very proud of becoming the husband of even one wife. But the Lord laughs at this. The intelligent man can know who is the real husband. Factually, the Lord is the husband of all the women in His, crea in his creation. But a conditioned soul, under the control of the Lord, feels proud to be the husband of one or two wives. All these qualifications, as the different types of pati mentioned in this verse, are meant for Lord Sri Krishna. And Chukadev Goswami has therefore especially mentioned the pati and gati of the Yadu dynasty. The members of the Yadu dynasty knew that Lord Sri Krishna is everything and all of them intended to return to Lord Krishna after he had finished his transcendental pastimes on the earth. The Yadu dynasty was annihilated by the will of the Lord because its members had to return home with the Lord. The annihilation of the Yadu dynasty was a material show created by the Supreme Lord. Otherwise, the Lord and the members of the Yadu dynasty were all eternal associates. The Lord is therefore the guide of all devotees and as such, Shukadev Goswami offered him due respects with love-laden feelings. Text 21 <clears throat> 
It is the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who gives liberation. By thinking of his lotus feet at every second, following in the footsteps of authorities, the devotee in trance can see the absolute truth. The learned mental speculators, however, think of him according to their whims. May the Lord be pleased with me. Purport. The mystic yogis, after a strenuous effort to control the senses, may be situated in a trance of yoga just to have a vision of the super-soul within everyone. But the pure devotee, simply by remembering the Lord's lotus feet at every second, at once becomes established in real trance, because by such realization his mind and intelligence are completely cleansed of the diseases of material enjoyment. The pure devotee thinks himself fallen into the ocean of birth and death and incessantly prays to the Lord to lift him up. He only aspires to, be, to become a speck of transcendental dust at the lotus feet of the Lord. The pure devotee, by the grace of the Lord, absolutely loses all attraction for material enjoyment. And to keep free from contamination, he always thinks of the lotus feet of the Lord. King Kulishekar, a great devotee of the Lord, prayed, Krishna tudiya padapanka chapancharan tam advaya me vishatumanasara rajahang saha prana prayana samaye kapavata pi tai kantava rodana vidao sparanam kutaste. My Lord Krishna, I pray that the swan of my mind may immediately sink down to the stems of the lotus feet of your Lordship and be locked in their network. Otherwise, at the time of my final breath, when my throat is choked up with cough, how will it be possible to think of you? Mukunda Malastotra, 33. There is an intimate relationship between the swan and the lotus stem. So the comparison is very appropriate. Without becoming a swan or paramahamsa, one cannot enter into the networked stems of the lotus feet of the Lord. As stated in the Brahma Sangita, the mental speculators, even by dint of learned scholarship, cannot even dream of the absolute truth by speculating over it for eternity. The Lord reserves the right of not being exposed to such mental speculators. And because they cannot enter into the networked stems of the lotus feet of the Lord, all mental speculators differ in their conclusions. And at the end, they make a useless compromise by saying, as many conclusions, as many ways. <laughs> according to one's own inclination, jita ruchum. But the Lord is not like a shopkeeper trying to please all sorts of customers in the mental speculator exchange. Prabhupada, so poetic, so profound. The Lord is what He is, the absolute personality of Godhead, and He demands absolutely surrender unto Him only. The pure devotee, however, by following the ways of the previous acharyas or authorities, can see the Supreme Lord through the transparent medium of the bona fide spiritual master, Anupashanti. The pure devotee never tries to see the Lord by mental speculation, but the devotee sees him by following in the footsteps of the acharyas, Mahajano, Yenakatak, Sapantaha. Therefore, there is no difference of conclusions amongst the Vaishnava Acharyas regarding the Lord and the devotees. Lord Chaitanya asserts that the living entity, Jiva, 
is eternally the servitor of the Lord. This tattva of Lord Chaitanya's is shared by all four sampradayas of the Vaishnava school, all accepting eternal servitude to the Lord, even after salvation. And there is no authorized Vaishnava Acharya who may think of the Lord and himself as one. This humbleness of the pure devotee, who is 100% engaged in his service, puts the devotee of the Lord in a trance by which to realize everything, because to the sincere devotee of the Lord, the, ro the Lord reveals himself, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita 10.10. The Lord being the Lord of intelligence in everyone, even in the non-devotee, favors his devotee with proper intelligence, so that automatically the pure devotee is enlightened with the factual truth about the Lord and his different energies. The Lord is revealed not by one's speculative power or by one's verbal jugglery over the absolute truth. Rather, he reveals himself to a devotee when he is fully satisfied by the devotee's service attitude. Shukadev Goswami is not a mental speculator or compromiser following the theory of as many conclusions as many ways. Rather, he prays to the Lord only, invoking his transcendental pleasure. That is the way of knowing the Lord. Can you give him a seat, Kleenex? Give him a Kleenex. Text 22. May the Lord, who in the beginning of the creation amplified the potent knowledge of Brahma from within his heart and inspired him with full knowledge of creation and of his own self and who appeared to be generated from the mouth of Brahma, be pleased with me. Purport. As we have already discussed herein before, the Lord, as the super-soul of all living beings, from Brahma to the insignificant ant, endows all with the required knowledge potent in every living being. A living being is sufficiently potent to possess knowledge from the Lord in the proportion of 50 or 78% of the full knowledge acquirable. Since the living being is constitutionally part and parcel of the Lord, he is unable to assimilate all the knowledge that the Lord possesses himself. In the conditioned state, the living being is subject to forgetting everything after a change of body known as death. This potent knowledge is again inspired by the Lord from within the heart of every living being and it is known as the awakening of knowledge for it is comparable to awakening from sleep or unconsciousness. This awakening of knowledge is under the full control of the Lord and therefore we find in the practical world different grades of knowledge in different persons. This awakening of knowledge is neither an automatic nor a material interaction. The supply source is the Lord Himself, the young Pati. For even Brahma is also subject to this regulation of the Supreme Creator. In the beginning of the creation, Brahma is born first, without any father and mother, because before Brahma there were no other living beings. Brahma is born from the lotus which grows from the abdomen of the Garbhotakashayi Vishnu, and therefore he is known as Aja. This Brahma, or Aja, is also a living being, part and parcel of the Lord. But being the most pious devotee of the Lord, Brahma is inspired by the Lord to create, subsequent to the main creation by the Lord, through the agency of material nature. Therefore, 
neither the material nature nor Brahma is independent of the Lord. The material scientists can merely observe the reactions of the material nature without understanding the direction behind such activities, as a child can see the action of electricity without any knowledge of the powerhouse engineer. This imperfect knowledge of the material scientist is due to a poor fund of knowledge. The Vedic knowledge is therefore, was therefore first impregnated within Brahma, and it appears that Brahma distributed the Vedic knowledge. Brahma is undoubtedly the speaker of the Vedic knowledge, but actually he was inspired by the Lord to receive such transcendental knowledge as it directly descends from the Lord. The Vedas are therefore called aparusheya, or not imparted by any created being. Before the creation, the Lord was there, Narayana Padobhyaktat, and therefore the words spoken by the Lord are vibrations of transcendental sound. There is a gulf of difference between the two qualities of sound, namely prakrita and aprakrita. The physicist can deal only with prakrita sound or sound vibrated in the material sky. And therefore we must know that the Vedic sounds recorded in symbolic expressions cannot be understood by anyone within the material uh, between the universe. The physicist can deal only with the prakrita sound or sound vibrated in the material sky and therefore we must know that the Vedic sounds recorded in symbolic expressions cannot be understood by anyone within the universe unless and until one is inspired by the vibration of supernatural aprakrita sound which descends in the chain of disciplic succession from the Lord to Brahma, from Brahma to Narada, from Narada to Vyas, and so on. No mundane scholar can translate or reveal the true import of the Vedic mantras, hymns. They cannot be understood unless one is inspired or initiated by the authorized spiritual master. The original spiritual master is the Lord himself, and the succession comes down through the sources of parampara, as clearly stated in the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. So unless one receives the transcendental knowledge from an authorized um, parampara, one should be considered useless, nishpala mataha. Even though one may be greatly qualified in the mundane advancements of arts or science, Shukadev Goswami is praying to the Lord. By dint of being inspired from within by the Lord, so that he could rightly claim, rightly explain the facts and figures of creation as inquired by Maharaj Prikshit. A spiritual master is not a theoretical speculator like a mundane scholar, but is Shortriyang Brahmanishtam, expert in understanding the Vedic conclusion in disciplic succession and therefore constantly engaged in the service of the Lord. Hare Krishna. So we're almost at 8 o'clock, believe it or not. How did that happen? <laughs> Hare Krishna. We'll stop our reading there for tonight and welcome the devotees. Uh, reflections so we can examine them and relish them. Hare Krishna. He's always first. Daitya Haidas. Bhakti Rupa. Bhakti Rupa. Daitya Haidas, They're always first. That was a compliment. I appreciate that one. Yeah. Thanks, Maharaj. Amazing, like just the words coming alive, you know, in the room with you. But um, I just love all that part that they were saying about the 
what Prabhupada was saying about the Sangatan Yagya and like mm. by by performing these sacrifices mm. of like transmitting this transcendental sound vibration it's pleasing Krishna and then by pleasing Krishna Krishna mm. lets us into the knowledge you know like he allows us to really well you get him yeah it's he like, gives himself to one who actually is really interested in him and therefore the, the word in the Gita is yomam uh, evam asamuto janati purushottamam in other words if you can accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of God without doubting asamudho means without doubting then you are to be known as the knower of everything so how is that? because Krishna knows everything and if you please him by accepting him for what he is then in, from within the heart he says yeah okay listen to this what about this what about this? and he gives you knowledge from within the heart your vision changes everything changes so even if you can't know everything that Krishna knows spontaneously it's not possible he's unlimited and we're limited you can know enough by Krishna's grace you can know enough about him to fall in love with him to be attracted with him to be attached to him and fall in love with him and therefore he's attracted we hear a lot about how we have to be attracted to Krishna but we have to be attractive to Krishna we have to attract Krishna and the attraction is natural because we're both uh, eternal uh, spiritual living beings but one is a little tiny part and the other is the whole and the part's natural duty is to serve the whole so even if you just turn your face to Krishna and like to hear something about him even if you're not fully qualified even if you don't know everything he becomes so satisfied within the heart that even though we keep our heart not clean what kind of hosts are we you know he as soon as we turn our face to him and there's like to hear about him just even a little bit he says okay and he gets the broom out and starts cleaning the place where he sits in the heart yeah so therefore it does really feel good to hear this knowledge and it does explain what we've been trying to find out for so many births No, I was um, just keep bumping into Christians on the street. Like Krishna sent them to me recently, yeah. and um, <coughs> they keep talking about like uh, you can't get to God by works and all that. True. Yeah, that's what I try and say that to them. It's like, actually, we want to just please Krishna by doing this like sacrifice for him as like an act of surrender, like just like an act of love, even you know, just like it's not that we're doing it to get anything. Exactly. But they can't get their heads around it. Like exactly. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Therefore, you have to be very patient and you have to go one to another, one to another, to one to another until you find one that can actually get it. Yeah. Yeah. And put your energy there. Mm. Or not that you don't put your energy into everyone, mm. but you especially, particularly invest your energy there. Mm. That's the efficient way, most efficient way. Mm. We need an army. No doubt. Whenever I'm in this room with you all, uh, I, I'm reminded of, you know, when there were hundreds and hundreds of us going out in the streets in America, and how the movement exploded, you know, as a result. It, and it can still be done. And you guys are doing it and setting such a good example. We're trying to follow in your footsteps in London. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bhakti Rupa Ji. This is Gopal Roy, the Sankatan leader of uh, the Welsh Yatra. 
Hare Krishna. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very wonderful. I, the reflection I was I was thinking was um, about how it was just it's so it's almost a different experience to really give quality time to actually hearing the hearing Prabhupada's books. And I was thinking just like when um Prabhupada's saying it's not a not just a transfer of information but a relationship. And I was reflecting how Sukadev Goswami is saying these prayers and before you do the reading every evening you say these prayers to the Bhagavatam and I know you even took a moment to you know, seem to be prayed to Prabhupada and, and when you even when you did your introductory talks, I remember in Cardiff you would take some time to offer these prayers. And I was just reflecting on the importance of um offering prayers and giving that relationship to Krishna and seeing how it's not just information but actually um all about the relationship and that sort of thing. You're glorifying Krishna. Therefore, it, it is awakening the relationship. Mm. The prayers are being made to a person, and therefore, and the person sitting in your heart, and therefore, the, he, when he when he hears those prayers done properly, and with the proper attitude, mm. the service attitude, then he becomes attracted, and he gives you the intelligence. We just heard of it one of those purports Tadami Buddhi Yogam Tam he gives the intelligence how uh, how to come back to him but first things first we have to figure it out can't stay here forever this body is a source of misery this body is actually a diseased condition of the soul so as long as you're identifying with the body you can't hear it as he was saying the questions he's getting nowadays Bhaktivaka was saying a person can't hear unless they have some idea of the, of the difference between matter and spirit therefore right from the get go now we're talking about the creation then he'll talk about the soul spiritual identity in relationship to the supreme spiritual identity and the spiritual world and he put all, all the pieces together and then you get a picture but you can't get the picture unless you've awakened at least a desire to understand what to speak of want to please Krishna I, was a, I had a question I was thinking of as well when mm. the, f the first verse we read about you can't understand the Lord unless you're free from all pretensions yes wonderful and and about the different kamis and different desires that you might have that seem to obstruct you from understanding the, the Lord and I was wondering but such people if they hear the pure devotee like in Prabhupada's purports hearing the truth that removes these what is pretension I think Karmindriyani samyamya ya aste manasasmaran indriyartan vimudatma prasade sabhidhaya No. What's the last line of that verse? Karmindriyani samyamya ya aste manasasmaran indriyartan vimudatma mityachara suchide. Mityachara suchide means pretender. And what does it mean? Karmendriani samyamya yaaste manasas manan. You're doing one thing outside and you're doing another thing inside. You're saying, you're flattering the person and inside you're, you're wending into his wallet or get, get into whatever. And, it, it, you know? and everybody is doing that with everyone else in the material world in general. That's called pretension. They're pretending pretending to be nice, they're pretend, pretending to be knowledgeable, pretending to be 
your, your best will wisher so you'll vote for them in mm. all these things but in their hearts they only want something from you that, that's all they're thinking about and that's why they can't get it because you're not doing this for that reason but they are mm. and therefore they can't understand mm. so that's why they're full of pretensions because they have other like karma and they have other they're restless they're, they're dissatisfied they can't be satisfied as long as you want something for yourself it's unnatural because the, the, the natural thing just like now they got this war and all the whole world is just standing up and trying to help the Ukrainians it's natural and, and everybody feels good about it they don't feel good about the war they don't feel they, they're, they're, there's they're feeling compassion for the suffering for, for what they're doing to them so if you it takes sometimes it takes something strong to shock us into this realization as long as we are struggling ourselves with, with suffering it's hard to see how the other persons are suffering but when something happens to the, that's obvious that these persons are suffering a lot more than me, then we see that and we want to help. That's the natural tendency of the soul. But that's still mundane. It, it, only, only if we find out who we are, find out who God is, find out what this material energy is, now we're hearing about it in this chapter, the creation of the material world. Can we get some idea of how it all fits together? That's why it's very important to read the books like this and discuss them. Threadbare, Prabhupada said that. Because we get to see it from all different angles of vision. And then we get to see how it all interrelates. You know, how the verses fit together. And the, and the more we do this, the more the intelligence is purified. Like I was hearing Gopi Parandadana Prabhu today say that in, in the wood, in the tree, there's fire. The sun puts the fire in the wood. But it's dormant. <laughs> it's sleeping. But you put a flame next to it and then boop, it comes out. That's how it works. That's the principle of Sangha. Satam prasanga mamavirya samvido. You can only understand this knowledge by hearing it in the association of other devotees who are interested. And then, it, like you said, it comes to life. So when you hear from those who, would, who like it, even if we can't understand it all, we like to hear it. Mm. Then it comes to life. And then from that comes realization. From that comes jnana chakshus, eyes of knowledge. But, as I've been thinking lately, uh, more and more, uh, unless we take the knowledge and not just play with it, you know, but take it into our own character and apply it to our own thinking and feeling and willing and activities, then the vision won't change as much as it can. Therefore, when we become free from suffering, or, let's put it another way, when we, when we actually realize that we're suffering, you know, and, 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 and get some relief from it, then we can see the suffering of others and want to help. That is the principle of what the three words, charity, austerity, and penance. They should not be given up by anyone. 
no matter how nicely you're situated, no matter how advanced a devotee you are, you should never give up giving charity, being charitable with others. And what we have to give, what do we have to give? We don't have money, any money, but we have this knowledge to give. The more you give this knowledge, the more that knowledge will a activate in your heart. And, and therefore, by your Sangha, by your Sangha, you can bring out that change of heart that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, um, by, because we're, we're all t tuning in to you every night, right? So we're, we're putting our wood next to your fire and then we just take that out on the street. So like you're helping us put logs on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, I'm just like, you know, I'm just the, like, the, like the guy in the, of course I don't think they have these kinds of trains anymore, but they used to have them with the shovel and, you know. <laughs> you know? And we're choo-choo in a way, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly like, it's, it's like sunshine, like, effect on me like I so much to be grateful f to you because like you're making these books come alive by your enthusiasm just the peon yeah. del delivering the mail and then we can deliver it then as well and yeah just keep just keep yeah. it going let's yeah. get a fire burning that's right we're all Prabhupada servants mm. all of us even us who are operating as representatives of him as spiritual masters we're his servants mm. and we're getting it all from these books <laughs> therefore you keep these books in the center keep them in the center of your life and everything will happen from there. Hear them, chant them, remember them, relish them and give them out to others. Share them. Sharing means caring. So that's why we want to advance in devotional life not for ourselves but so that we can help others so we can awaken the taste in others Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for a wonderful reading. Hare Krishna. And um, I was thinking of this point that Prabhupada was making in one of the purports how um, there's a difference between those who are um, doing it for the right reason and those f for the wrong reason, for some ulterior motive. Mm. And such people actually can't come to the conclusion that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. They can't become mm. convinced. Um, just like uh, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya was saying to, um, was it? Oh no, actually, I think it was, um, was it Guna Gopanathacharya was saying, saying to Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. Yes, yes. And, and then I thought that there's one. Um, I looked it up. There's one very nice um, verse from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which seems to just put it into one verse. Mm. He said, I offer my obeisances to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by whose mercy even an ignorant child can swim across the ocean of conclusive truth, which is full of the crocodiles of various theories. Various speculative. So uh, if somebody does have the mercy of the Lord and the spiritual master, then even they may not be educated, but they can become convinced. Others can't. Yes, Srila Prabhupada. That's why Srila Prabhupada gave us uh, only two vows when we were initiated. One is to uh, chant 16 rounds a day minimum and try to avoid offenses. And, and follow the uh, regulated principles, these four 
regulative, to, the sinful act, to avoid the four sinful activities or the root causes of sinful activities. Because the combination of those two things automatically guarantee that we'll go forward in our spiritual lives. Because as long as our hearts are still yesham tvantikatam papam jnanam karmasanginam as long as our lives are not free from sinful activities, uh, then it's very difficult to understand. Impossible, actually. What to speak of dridapratah, to, to perform devotional service with determined. Uh, the sadhana is so important. You know, our sadhana, the quality of our sadhana, the time we spent hearing and chanting, and keeping ourselves pure, then all of the other devotional services come to life. That's what brings them to life. Without the hearing and chanting, the other processes of devotional service can't be done properly. And the Varnashram, no question. If you're not doing it for the pleasure of Krishna, there's no question of following the Varnashram system. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Do we have something from out in cyberspace so everyone doesn't feel left out? First is from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, sounding loud and clear. Bhakti Christopher. Haribo Bhakti Christopher. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. And from Gopakanya. All glories Devi Dasi. to his divine grace. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Granthraj Srimad Bhagavatam. Haribo, Haribo. And from Rai Kanu Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you. And Su Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisance. You are my sanity. Thank you. Hare Krishna, you are my god sister. Very dear. Thank you very much. She's in Florida. And from Jagamohan Das. Yes, Jagamohan Das. He says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. And quote, the Lord is not the shopkeeper at the mental speculation exchange. <laughs> Unquote. He picked out a nice one. He's good at that. Classic Prabhupada, all glories to his divine grace. Yes, yeah, a classic. He's got these purports, are, this second canto purports are full with his classic comments, you know. And amazing, too, because I know devotees who are dear to me who, have, who, are, who think that Prabhupada keeps repeating himself and therefore they, they want to go on to something more, something else. But Prabhupada isn't repeating himself. He is because we need to hear the basics. Because if we don't, what will happen? We'll forget them. 100% sure. Sure as death, time causes us to forget everything. So you have to hear these books and hear Prabhupada's books because they give the basics from all different angles of vision and keep us clear on the basics because without the basics you can't build the basics are like the foundations of the house of bhakti so if you want to build a skyscraper meaning you want to go high in devotional consciousness you have to you have to you have to make your foundation deep dig the foundation deeper the higher the building wants to go you have to put a bigger foundation underneath so it, so it won't fall over. So it's a misconception 
infinite Prabhupada just repeats himself. And therefore we need to go into more detailed, different Shastras. Who can say that they've assimilated the Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the Bhagavad Gita? Who can even think it? There's a story that I was going to repeat um, in relation to what we were saying earlier. Maybe uh, Gopal can help me remember the details of this because he's also heard um, Ravinda Sarupabhu's uh, classes on spiritual reform and other things. He told the story because he was in the position, as you know, previously of studying this kind of stuff from the academic point of view before he met Prabhupada and then he met um, the devotees on, I don't know if it was on the street or somewhere, and they were distributing the same Sri Upanishad that he was studying <laughs> <laughs> with the academics. And then they were preaching to him and getting him to meet, wanting to meet Prabhupada. And he said, yeah, it was like, because he obviously was an honest person. And he said, yeah, I was hearing the truths from the mouths of babes, and he could straight away understand the difference between hearing from those that weren't scholars but were actually convinced and the mundane professors that he was hearing from. What is it? What, is it, what was the quote? The mental... The, is it exchange. Exchange. A mental speculator exchange, mm. kind of like the stock market. Mm. You're playing, you're playing the game, mm. and that inspired him to want to meet Prabhupada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference, the difference, is that gambling means that you want to get something for nothing. That's what gambling is. You want to get something, a big, a big score for doing as, as little as possible. Just the opposite of honest work, you know. And that's the, that's the root cause of, of uh, untruthfulness, falsity. Trying to think of how you can get something for nothing. And the speculators doing the same thing. They're guessing. Just guessing. In one way or another. We'll end our daily readings of Srimad Bhagavatam today. It's 8.25. It's getting late. And uh, stay regulated as part of our devotional lives. Early to bed, early to rise. Early, yeah. Early to bed, early to rise. Makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Helps your sankirtan. Hare Krishna. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as Shukadev Goswami enlightens us further about who we are, where we are, and where we're, where we're meant to go. See you tomorrow night. Hare Krishna.